AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Fighting Cock is back. I'm Flav and we're here with Bardi, T and Windy to talk Tottenham. We look at the summer signings, discuss pottery, <laughs> fat keepers and we preview Man United. Buy the fanzine, love the shirt, come with you Spurs. Cock! It's the fighting. 
Tottenham! Hello and welcome back to The Fighting Cock, Season 5. Episode 1. Episode 1. Can you believe it? Five seasons. Right, it literally feels like yesterday we recorded. Yeah, it does, I suppose yeah. we did the summer special. That, that kind of broke up the summer unnecessarily. But, uh, how is everyone? How was your summer? It was good, it was good. I spent most of it eating. Did you? Yeah, so now I'm working off the pre-season, you know, flab. How, how are you doing that? Um, I'm attempting to swim. I can't swim very well, but taking a few lessons and, you know... <laughs> now, just... now, now, now I can breathe. I'm trying, I'm trying to breathe and kick every while at the same time. <laughs> Didn't you see fish and chips? Bad chips. Oh, OK, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, get, get in shape. I always find it a bit odd that grown-ups that can't swim. I know. Why, why but I can you... ride a bike. <laughs> you know, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> I, think, I think riding a bike is the one thing every child should be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. What was it? Are you worried about the isocaps melting? Is that why you <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for before I turn 40, I've got to really get over this shit and sort my life out. What, drowning, the fear of drowning, that kind of thing? Well, there is that, but then I realise it's very difficult to drown very quickly, I realise that. Are you worried when you get in the buff? Um, no, but I have to admit, the first lesson, though, I was really, it was really bad, I just couldn't I just couldn't deal with it. First time, I just couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I, I eventually relaxed and, you know, started doing the... Well, but as someone who can't swim, when you first go in the water, do you, did you wear, like, a rubber ring or armbands? You know what, I had, like... a, I had a bonnet of a dinosaur. Right <laughs> waist. I, did, I didn't really know. Bone um, your spill for everyone. Hey, <laughs> Wendy, how you been? I'm good, mate, yeah, good fine. Good summer. Good summer, yeah, it's re- like really, really hard um, at work. Just, I've started, I think I mentioned before, I started a new job and I'm managing a team of seven people who have just sort of been brought together from different parts of the institution and it's just all been a bit of a mess. So I've been working long hours to try and get them Is get there a sorted. funny story at the end of this? No, there's not, it's just me being a miserable bastard, really. <laughs> but yeah, I had the last week off and it was amazing, just like lions and watching crappy daytime TV. And so seven new people, you're trying to put them yeah. together. You like AVB? I'm basically yeah. AVB, yeah. And they're not magnificent at all? They're not the Beatles, <laughs> no. no. Um, Barty, I don't want to know about your summer. What I want to know about is what happened to you in the pub toilet. <laughs> I, I, I don't get intimidated quite easily, but I'm, I'm reasonably tall and stuff, but a big black man barreled into the toilets as I was having a pee during the half-time, and he stood next to me, loomed over me, wasn't pissing, and just started heavy breathing into my ear. <laughs> the thing is, I know who this is. He's, he's, he's a bit of a character around this area. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd never seen him before, and I, I couldn't even... I didn't even wash my hands, and I'm really <laughs> all about hand sanitising and shit. This is a man who went to prison for headbutting an old lady. <laughs> this is true. Bloody hell. Fucking hell. Could have been you. Could have been me. I nearly didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> I didn't wash my hands, so I still might not make it. I wonder how, how long would I have left it before I went in to see if you were all right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then what would you have done if you realised he wasn't? Mouth to mouth, probably. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've just come back from holiday feeling a bit sheepish, but I'm all right. Uh, it actually hasn't felt like much of a summer for me because we've been dealing with these fanzines and because we've got so many pre-orders and, uh, and orders afterwards it's just been it's just taken ages to get through I do it on my own lads <laughs> you've had the signers out on the one night that I wasn't around so and no one came <laughs> Alex came Alex did as well yeah but then we just went to the pub <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah so we are walk- working through we've still got maybe 150 or so left to send out apologies if you haven't got them we have really been kind of apart from that day when we went to the pub Trying to get through them all. I was going to say everyone who who, who, uh, who who ordered, and the reception has been fantastic. Really good. People loved it. 
Yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't received your fanzine, please, please email me the order number. Don't tweet us because yeah. that tells us nothing. Mm. Your Twitter handle is not your real name nine times out of ten. Yeah. Send an email with the order number and we'll try and respond to see what's happened to your order. Well, we will, we will 100% respond. Oh. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> Which email address should they use? Uh, fighting at gmail.com yeah or if you're being a professional editor at fighting cock.co.uk cut that bit out yeah it's fantastic so uh, we've got a question in actually from Turkey Dinosaurs I presume that isn't his real name either Um, what would you do if your girlfriend uh, spilt tea over your limited edition never to be printed again full covered fighting cock fanzine Um, I think I'd um, I think maybe um, a DDT (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think a DDT probably did a, did a job. But an uppercut be too much? What's the guy from the pub? What's his name? The, the, the head, the head butter. Well, I don't yeah, really want to say his name. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen yeah. and rapes me to death. Yeah. <laughs> which is possible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it time. there. I'll leave it there. Headbutting women is inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Violence towards women. Violence towards anyone is inappropriate, to be honest. So no, I would... What I, you do? Yeah, what you do? I oh. would sit her down and explain the situation, have a reasonable conversation with her and ask her not to do it again. <laughs> Change man. <laughs> Always buy two. One, one to leaf through, you know, yeah. and one to keep fresh exactly. and nice as a limited yeah. edition item. Callum, you know, friends of ours and uh, listen to the potty, he got a thumbprint on, on one of his and it, he contacted me and he said can I, send, can I put, put another order in because I can't have this <laughs> a man after my own heart yeah, yeah. I respect that yeah. uh, why has he got a thumbprint on it were your you hands greasy when you were packing the envelopes or something I think it was his thumbprint probably doesn't wash his hands in there <laughs> um Okay, we've got a question as well, quickly to deal with this. It's the first, it's the start of the season, um, and we've had trouble. Everyone's going to have trouble with this, apart from um, Belgian people. Yeah. But uh, how do you pronounce Toby out of out of the world? I'm Toby Alderweireld. Just to be clear, this is how you pronounce my name. Alderweireld. Yeah, that's fucking bollocks. Alderweireld. Alderweireld. But Toby. Toby is fine. What, well, uh, Tobes? Yeah, everyone calls Big Toby. Ibrahimovic Zlatan. Yeah. Or Ibra. Ibra. Or, or Ibra, so we'll just call him Toby. Yeah. Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> Aldi version of Jan Vertonghen. Toby Al- Aldi. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we've had some pre-season games. Um, it's been a bit of a weird pre-season, hasn't it? Because we've hardly had one. We've played some behind closed doors friendlies, which was a bit odd. Um, we've also had that game in America and the two games in the Audi Cup. What was it, does anyone know why our, our pre-season's been so strange? I've got no words. I don't know what to even say. But I've not watched. I've watched a grand total of two minutes of our pre-season, so um, I don't have any in-depth analysis. But why? Why have they built it like that? What? Go on. Well, my understanding would be that the first half of the pre-season was Pochettino and his coaching team's pre-season, and the second half of pre-season was Daniel Levy's pre-season. So you've got the behind closed doors friendlies, which were arranged to give players a, a fitness exercise and and experiment with tactics and play three 45-minute um, thirds of matches, which is what they're doing in at least one of them, and playing Dyer in midfield, that kind of thing. Um, and the game in America and the Audi Cup is all about expanding the brand and, and making money and, I guess, um, 
paying lip service to the fans in America who who spend so much time getting up at ridiculous times to to watch Spurs and sort of it was their way of thanking them. But don't you think we might have done it a decent way this time that we spent the first part of the summer at the base working out, getting rid of the kind of the working off the holiday, getting fit, and then the last couple of weeks we've done tours. I know we've been a couple of different time zones and stuff, but by now the fitness is done. I don't think in the last kind of ten days you're going to build up the fitness enough to start the Premier League you get the fitness done and now it's just about gently gelling and getting together how many games do you generally play in a pre-season do you think is it five, six, seven, eight? I don't think it's not really a rule I, don't I think Man U have played four is that it? yeah so, so there's a new philosophy a new approach to pre-season games because I remember as a, as a kid I'm pretty sure maybe it was just the way I thought about things back then but we used to play loads Maybe at least yeah, it felt there. like we'd play lots of smaller teams yeah. and sort of try and give back to the local clubs, I guess. Play like Leighton Orient, St Albans, Watford, Stevenage, the local localish teams. Mm. Um, but you're right, it seems like now it's... In the last few years, it's just been two or three really high-profile matches and the rest sort of behind closed doors things and then Spurs 11 matches. So we played the Spurs 11 played against Stevenage on Saturday, which I went to, um, but obviously there was no first-team players involved in that. So it's been it's been really weird and the timing is awful because obviously they've played two games in two days and not every player's played in both matches, but now we play Man U, what, three days later? But, but the thing is, Chelsea are playing tonight. No one seems to... I don't see many people kicking off the fact Who that Chelsea... Fiorentina at uh, Stamford Bridge. You know, Chelsea <coughs> spend most of the summer in the States. Doesn't their season, doesn't their season start on Monday? Possibly, yeah. No, maybe. No, I don't know, maybe. Um, I've been reading on Twitter people talking about Munich and it sounds like loads of Spurs fans had a great time out yeah. there like people were really waxing lyrical about how great the city is and, and how good watching Spurs was over there and that's alright isn't it you that's know, the one redeeming like, feature yeah it might be a marketing ploy and it may be about expanding the band as, as you said but ultimately Spurs fans have gone out there and had a good time and I suppose that's the whole point of the sport that we love yeah yeah, I mean, it's not every day we're going to face um, Real Madrid. We've played AC Milan before, but it's not every day we're going to face these teams. And it's a good opportunity to get our get ourselves out there. I mean, if there's um, if there's people local to Munich and they see our fans having a good time and being well behaved, which as far as I'm aware we were, then that only gives a good impression. Maybe if they come to London, they'll come to watch us. And football's about learning. You had um, Ali up against Cruz and Modric the other day. Made a pair of them. Yeah, he, he, he owned them. That's, that's a lesson, you know. You learn, you learn how to play football. And Loris had um, 25 minutes half an hour today you know so I don't think it's been a bad thing we've come away without any injuries everybody was a little bit pessimistic what happens if this happens but fucking hell you can't spend your life wondering what's going to happen I mean yeah I mean I wasn't a big fan of the timing of the game because it's good to work on um, just just do just doing draws like set pieces and you know how to defend set pieces I'd rather have spent this week doing that but from the point of view of the fans are out there having a good time and Maybe it's done. Maybe as Wednesday. Maybe maybe all the work is done already. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess my, my concern is that putting a system requires everyone to sort of be on the same page and, and doing the same thing at the same time. And so it re- does require a lot of work as a, as a team unit. And this is the the only real uninterrupted period of time during the season where he's got all the players together, where there's no players away in international breaks, there's no midweek matches, etc., etc. So why couldn't they use it? Um, but like you say, it's been a good trip for the fans. The players have approached it with 
pretty much ultimate professionalism. They've been great with the fans, um, signing stuff before and after the games. And we've seen some good performances. We've seen um, Ali, as you mentioned, have a sort of couple of breakout performances. Winks has had some good cameos. Onomar played today and did okay. So it's been good from that respect. And I, th- I thought Trippier looked excellent today. He looks like he's a, a, a real proper right back who's going to give Walker competition. Do you think we'll know who's going to start on, um, on Saturday then? I think you could kind of tell by who started today that um, Walker will play, Rose will play, Vertonga will play. And I think, I think he was having a last look at Dyer in that midfield role. So I think, I think Dyer playing 60, 70 minutes today will probably, it's an indication that he'll start at Old Trafford. Because one of, um, one of the, the sort of key aspects I thought that we, uh, the first 11 that we needed to strengthen was the defensive midfield. And know Mason played well at times last season, but I thought that that was one of the weak areas. And we looked but I don't know whether it's the formation or the personnel, but he, at times, certainly in that area of the pitch, we struggled. Would, is Deli Ali the answer to that? Has he played too far forward? He, he kind of, I know you mentioned uh, sort of half jokingly that he reminds you of Jenis. Um, no, he really does, rem- he really does remind I, you of him. I haven't yeah. seen him play now. I, get, I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah. No, I think he, Ali is, like you say, his first instinct is to get forward a bit like Mason, I suppose, like try and burst into the space ahead of him. And so he's not naturally going to be a good fit with Ben Taleb as a, in a double pivot like Mason wasn't a natural fit with Ben Taleb. But yeah. I mean, I've I've long been of the opinion that we need to play 4-3-3 with someone sh- sitting behind, I think he said shitting behind, <laughs> some, someone uh, shitting behind uh, Ben Taleb and, and Mason would really help the team, really, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think Pochettino wants to do that. But should I drop my ITK now? Is it? <laughs> so I, I don't get any ITK really. But this week I've had two pieces. One which is in the youth update at halftime, um, and yesterday I've kind someone who is very trustworthy has given me reason to believe that we might be close to announcing the signing of Sven Bender. What? Uh, oh, oh, this is, we can't say why. You know, no, oh, okay. No, oh, okay. No. We don't want to sound like like cunts, right? Yeah. Because. I hate ITK and all that kind of stuff, but but there is a really good reason why this sounds like it's coming. It's off. very plausible. Black and yellow, <laughs> black and yellow corpses. Oh, such, sound like such pricks, yeah. honestly. But it is really good. It's, yeah. it's plausible. It's um, on the top table. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Daniel Levy's your mate. Yeah, forty-eight hours. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Um, that would be great. I think it was fantastic. Um, I mean, you mentioned about him dropping off a little bit in a couple of years. Dortmund as a whole club. I yeah, I mean, when I went to watch Dortmund in um, 2014, Bender actually scored the opening goal of the game, and he played pretty well that day. He's, like you say, he's that more defensive-minded midfielder that we've needed, and he's someone who can hopefully. Um, I think the Bill could learn a lot from him from his game. The other area is striker, obviously, and that's, everyone's a bit concerned about that, and it's hard not to be. Um, we came oh. to a lot of stick for the summer the uh, episode, the summer episode of the yeah. Brian Cock for being overly negative about the stadium. I kind of agree with everyone when I listened back. It was a fucking depressing listen, and that isn't what we're about. We try and find the positives and everything. It's just that Dan kept coming up with decent <laughs> excuses decent and theories. reasons and decent theories that stood stood up. So it was a bit hard to go. Yeah, but can't we just be happy about it? <laughs> There's only so many times you can say that, I guess. Anyway, um, we want to be positive, but it's difficult to be positive about the striking situation. Yeah. Um, although that said, there is still enough time in the transfer window to sign whoever we need to sign. It's just that the season starts. 
And it seems to happen every year, actually, when we require signings. But the thing is, we start the season with, with the top English striker in the country yeah. up front for us. It's not like we're starting the season with nobody. And today, like even... Darren Bent, though, all those years. Yeah, I mean, Harry Kane scored 31 oh. goals last season, man. He's, this is a proper striker we're starting. And if, and if it takes another three weeks to get the right striker, then good. I'd rather we wait three weeks than go out now and buy... Charlie Austin, you know, absolutely spot on. Yeah. And um, today there was signs that playing through with like a false nine, three, three, four players switching in between Chadley and even Lamella and stuff. He looked all right, you know. Didn't look too in a in an emergency. We can get away with it, but I'd rather we didn't spend 15 million on Charlie Austin and win the season with just Harry Kane. The whole season. Do all up until January. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't want to blow 15 million on Austin. I don't give a shit. It's not my money. <laughs> It was once, but no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, anyone, any other thoughts on strikers? Anyone you'd I'm, like to bring in? I, yeah, I think Werner, who's been linked, would be a, a bit of a gamble, but probably an exciting one. Um, and Berahino, I think, would be a, a good fit because he's Premier League experience. He's played with Kane. He can play, oh, yeah, yeah, can cool. play on the left. He can I play think up that front. will happen. That feels like one. It feels like a good... I mean, my interpretation of the situation is that Adebayor and Soldado have sealed moves. They're good to go and they're just waiting for the incoming players to, to be announced so that we can announce the outgoing players. But maybe that's too... Why do clubs do that, do you think? <sighs> I guess because maybe then it will force their hands. Yeah. If we got rid of Adebayor and Soldado now, it would maybe add five million out of desperation. Know, the money. It's the merry-go-round, yeah. isn't it? And and I think some fans get a bit. They, they kind of forget why we leave it late and it's not just to get a bargain it's because clubs need opportunities to bring in alternative options yeah. and like you say it's the forcing of the hand if a player's really unhappy and the club on the last day realises that they're unhappy because they've been kicking up a bit of a stink then they're more likely to suddenly say yes okay let's get this deal done yeah I don't think Daniel Levy sat there counting down the days going I can't wait to transfer deadline day we're not going to do anything until that day things are happening all the time but for, for a variety of reasons transfers don't come off and also we're not trying to we don't want to bust our wage structure and I know there's all this talk about TV money popping around and we've spent a lot of we've spent a lot of uh, we've received a lot of money but we're not we're not going to go out and blow 30 million those days are over stadium exactly yeah Uh, but I wouldn't mind Barrino I think that would be the solution play anywhere across the front of that you know three number 10 number 9 9.5 8.6 Oh god uh, Alright And uh, we have a great blog From Will Colwell uh, Which is about Clearing out the Deadwood um, yeah. Good little writer Will Yeah he's Very, just, very good Sounded yeah. like uh, Really patronising that I didn't mean that He's just really good A really good writer yeah. Well, no, he's, done, he's done some really good pieces for us and he was talking about um, the problem of Spurs selling a lot of their squad players and not replacing them but I don't know if I completely agree with it because I think we've signed or we've got players coming back from on loan that will adequately cover the players that have got yeah exactly we, we've sold six and we've effectively got six back in when you include Ali, Carroll and Pritchard who are all returning from loan so Six out, six in yeah. seems reasonable. Oh, Pritchard's injury come along, yeah. We don't know. No, there haven't been any announcements. And Townsend as well. There's been nothing said about his injury situation. He's just been left out of all the squads and whatever. September first, he'll just come alive again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shoulder injury, isn't it? Yeah, it was a shoulder injury. Yeah. Yeah. We should ask his dad. <laughs> He's been on the podcast. Let's, let's get him on the phone now. <laughs> live, live TV. What's going on with Andros? <laughs> Tell him to score some goals. But, uh, but, but, but the players that have been sold, I think um, 
I think Stan Brudy's probably the only head scratcher of the whole lot. I mean, I think we were probably about to sell him. I mean, a move like Pietri is not going to come around every day, and we could have really standing in his way of him going there. But the rest of the players who have gone, I think, um, I think it's right that they left. They, Pochettino you know, wasn't going to play him, and they were just hanging around, just wasting the squad oh, place oh, oh, effectively. Yeah, I mean, the, the best, the best business has been certainly the outgoing stuff to get rid of all yeah. those. Yeah. And and also the players have bought in the three players have bought in. They're sensible buyers, and we need need yeah. them. So. We needed defensive defense defenders. Will Will made an excellent point though that um, Stambouli between Stambouli, Kapu and the rest of them, they did clock up seventy three appearances, and now we are kind of relying on players who don't have much experience to cover that gap of of performance of 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 games. But to be honest of you I would rather see these youngsters well, get Poch- a chance it's Pochettino's de- demonstrated at every club he's been at that he likes working with young players yeah. he can mould them I know we've said this time and time again and it's become a cliche but it isn't that scary that we're going to have to rely on Deli Ali, yeah. Pritchard and um, Tom know, Carroll Tom Carroll yeah who had a, a very good game to go against AC Milan there was one thing I noticed today is we're quick. We've got we've got legs across our midfield now. Onoma, Trippier. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect Trippier to be as quick. And Onoma goes through alleys. They're all very direct. They're all very nimble players. And it, a complete diff- departure from Stambouli and Kapu. A lot of people were talking about their, how impressed they were with Harry Winks. Yeah, he's done really well in, in both his sort of cameos. Signed the five-year um, deal as well this summer. Yep. There's been lots of talk about a loan move. That's not materialised yet. And I think maybe he's... His performances have, have meant that they will delay the loan and see how he gets on in the Europa League and then go from there, like Kane last year. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think he's got the potential to get into the first team? Uh, there's, I think four or five of them have potential to get into the first team, to be honest. It's this just season. a case of... Um, yeah, in the Europa League games. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, pretty confident in that. I think we may go um, young for the Europa League games as well in terms of um, the, the team that we picked last year we went a bit strong in a lot of those games and I think um, that was to our detriment I think at least in the group stages just put the kids in Yeah. Um, I mean Redknapp was um, was caned for doing it but I think we meant to go back to that yeah but that Redknapp did it without any kind of he just threw him in because he didn't yeah. give a shit about it well, yeah. just like, I, I don't want to I don't want to be involved in this yeah. let's just put in Harry Kane there was no logic to it there was no there was no plan there was no kind of end goal that he was working to he yeah. was just like I don't want to play my main team I'm just going to play these guys well, it's kind of good they were not playing games in August as well for the Europa League they were just kind of starting September yeah okay good stuff um, okay so we're going to do some predictions for the upcoming season um Barty, why don't you take over this? Because it's your baby, isn't it? Well, we, last season we um, we made some predictions. We got people to say what would happen, kind of guess where it would go. Some people were right. Some people were like Flav or bang on the money when he said Kane. He's just answered every question. <laughs> James Moore was pretty on the spot. So we, I'm not going to go through all of them because otherwise people won't read the blog that will be out yeah. on, on right. Thursday. Whatever you want. Um, what, would, um, what would we consider a, a successful season? Um... A really successful season, I think, would be top four. Um, I can't see it, so fight fifth again. I think a successful season would be um, a goal difference, maybe double figures. We can, we can dream. <laughs> we, we can dream. Was it five last year? Yeah. I, think it was I don't think we've had more than ten since, since well... In a battle of Modric. No, yeah, since those days. We're either really bad defensively or really bad up front. It's all about the goal difference, isn't it? We could go for the 17th because of a positive goal difference. Above Shut, do, do you know, it's funny you say that. I often look at goal difference. Or, or look at him and go, for fuck's sake. Because... 
uh, usually the goal difference mm. does it corresponds where, it corresponds yeah. to where you finish in the league yeah. it does yeah but and we're always the anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> we see, we see like, you know, the scum and Man City like, plus 31, we've got like plus 8, we're like a point behind him. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. It's also because when we beat teams, we don't punish them. We're not... Arsenal and Man City, they're proper flat-track bullies. When they get two, three goals up, they just fucking keep mm. going and don't stop. Mm. Whereas, yeah, I don't... We always score in the last minute, so I think we, we can't... Have, have seen, time. Uh, see a new type of team this year. I mean, uh, it'll be similar in style to last year, but maybe one that just works better is more efficient and that hopefully will mean less goals and less goals conceded and more scored obviously I don't think we've sold as many players in a long time so it'll be interesting to see how we do next season yeah. winning a cup for me is the successful season really want to win a trophy I think I feel like it's been too long since we've won a trophy and I enjoyed the Wembley experience last year so kind of want to repeat that all right. What about you? Um, for me, winning the cup the same, but uh, just the progression. Just see the Spurs improve and move on from where we are. There was a couple of performances last year which were a bit concerning. If we can get rid of those and pick up a maybe pick up a draw here and there where we got defeated last season, then you know finish with more points. Even if we finish fifth, if as long as there's been a progression, then fuck it, I'm happy. And. Um, Another question is, where will Adebayor be in May 2016? <laughs> he'll, he'll be in Togo. Um, <laughs> I said he'll be in Ghana on a platinum throne, rocking 10k Louboutin trainers of Cecil the Cape, with, with the skin of Cecil the Lion as a cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Cecil the Lion. Yeah, poor thing. <laughs> um... Can, I, can we ask, ask a second question, buddy? So I've, I've got an answer. Okay. By the end of the season, who will be our main man, Flav? I think Trippier. <laughs> Left field. Yeah. Right field, actually. <laughs> I just say. I, I just got a good feeling about him. Actually, not only that, I think he will be the starting right back for England as well by the end of the season. That's big. big I think Trippier is going to play an important role, but more that I think he's going to get. Walker back to where he was two seasons ago I've seen something like Walker played really well yesterday and I was liking what I saw and I, I would love Walker to go back to being the player he was before he kind of got crippled by injury and lost his confidence and lost lost a bit of what he was about which is being positive and, and carrying the ball long distance um, so I still think Walker's got a lot to offer The boring answer is Ben Taleb Yeah, same So I'm going to give that as my answer or Bentelab as Spidey likes so much. Up. We need to put an end to that. <laughs> I think um, Ericsson will be will be the main man. He, he every season he's getting better. He's getting better and better, and he's lasting longer and longer. He faded towards March. He'll keep going this year to maybe May. And then if he if he stays on form, then we've got a chance to finish top four. But I think Ericsson. Do you think Ericsson will be helped by the fact that Pritchard will be there to rotate a bit more with him, so he won't have to play so many games? Hopefully. Yeah, and and also with Pritchard, there, I guess Lamella might get a few games inside. Mm. And if we sign Matter, and uh, then <laughs> Ericsson will have some someone to learn off as well. You've got B in your bonnet about Matter, haven't you? I just I just see the logic to it. If they sign Pedro, Matter's got nowhere to go. Other I'm than sure Spurs. we see the logic in it. But you, why Matter doesn't see the logic in it? He will. He'll come round. He's intelligent. He reads. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to do another one? Um, we can do Windy's um, shot in the dark because after he completely guessed it and fluked last season about Harry Kane. Yeah. What do you reckon will happen this season, Windy? I'm kind of answering Trippier, so don't have to answer that. That's a good. Yeah, I think Trippier is a good shot in the dark. Mine was um, Eric Dyer to storm it and become an England player. 
As a central midfielder or centre back? Definitely not central midfielder. <laughs> big shout, big shout. Oh, really? You don't even work as a centre midfielder? Not so much, no. no. It's something we kind of we pulled that out of the bag last year when we said, yeah, we might work as a centre. Well, he did play there at times for sporting. He, he had a run of games there, but he's never. Aside from this preseason, he's never played there for us, I don't think. And he looks okay. I mean, he's not awful there. His range of passing's fine. It's just that he's a little bit clumsy. He's got a big head. <laughs> can't, help it. can't help it. That's an occupational hazard of having a massive head. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, like a, it's like an adult baby, doesn't he? But, um, yeah, I think Shaq Callfast will be will be the, will, be, will get double figures in goals <laughs> in all comps. Talkie. You know. Has he gone out alone? He will do. He will do. He'll get double, double figures in all comps. I, I thought Ali, but after after seeing him the last couple of games, it's not really shot in the dark anymore oh, so I think he's um, a real deal yeah I think he's a real deal or it could be the 2015 Giovanni de Santos remember that, <laughs> remember that pre-season yeah. oh, mate. people are wearing his shirt and everything and then he doesn't even start against Middlesbrough the Berbatov game we just didn't play <sighs> painful memories yeah. he's another one he had so much potential but we just managed to ruin him we did, he, ruined, he ruined himself man okay fair enough and uh, to end the first half what, what are your kind of favourite memories of the you know, in terms of, they don't necessarily have to be wins, but the first game of the season. We haven't it's done this. quite a special time. But I mean, we've, we've been pretty bad oh in, yeah, the la- in the last 15, 20 years. Well, I mean, last year we, we, we managed to nick, at, nick that win against uh, West Ham. That was glorious. Oh, I, glorious. Mean, I was there, so it was, it was amazing. I was right behind the goal as well. So imagine the day I was well happy. <laughs> but, um, when, um, when Norton got sent off, I just thought, oh, here we go, because ne- no ball never misses a penalty. And then the way the ball just rolled in and the whistle goes, it's fucking glorious. Yeah. I think the Liverpool win when Suakoto got the got the goal. Yeah. I think that's probably one of my best ones because we were nothing was expected of us that season, and then we just battered Liverpool. It set the, it set the tone for the rest of the season. That was um, the where we finished fourth. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember that at all. Was it? The song scored in his debut and then oh, Benoit two one for yeah. distance. Yeah, I do remember. That was a good day. One go on. I'm going to go for the um, 94-95 4-3 win against Sheffield Wednesday. And I remember listening to it on Capital Gold, I think it was. And uh, Sheringham, Anton and Barbie scored, and then Klinsman scored his first But you were five. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, remember, I was 10 I or 11. I yeah, I, I remember it clearly as well. It's been soured slightly by... Omri using it as a, for that fucking <laughs> Sky advert. Yeah. Fucking paint that game. Um, that head, that, that header, the... Um, that against Sheffield Wednesday was just because that was the first time I remember being incredibly excited about a signing I just couldn't believe that it had happened I was walking down the street I was walking down the street with my dad and I remember to this day just the unbridled excitement I had about this signing it was incredible and it was like nothing was better than that no matter how shit we were at that moment we were like the best club in the world and he came off a very good World Cup as well. Yeah. So, was, I mean, he had the debut, I thought, well, he's not going to score, is he? And then Wallop. Yeah. You know, all the team is running to the celebrations, like, fuck. The dive, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Signing Klingsman was like our generation's ideals in Villa. Mm. Yeah. Villa. Mm. You, you imagine just someone coming off. Because Germany didn't do that well, that World Cup, but he scored some beautiful goals. He did, yeah. And it's just, it's just an, it's, it does go to show that sometimes a marquee signing, even if they're at the end of their career, can actually um, just light, brighten up the whole mood and lift the club. He had a Harry Kane season. Season, didn't he? I think he scored what 20 in the league and 30 overall, which yeah. is what Kane betted that actually. I think him and um, him and Sharon had something, something like uh, 
47 league goals between them or something incredible amazing strike and, even, yeah. and I think the season you know after we sold him he went to Bayern Munich didn't he yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we bought Armstrong Strong, to yeah. replace him and he fucking lit it up yeah. as well yeah. <laughs> I think they beat that title as well yeah, maybe it was 45 and, the, and then the, the next Sheridan and Armstrong made 47 I don't know it was incredible I might be wrong but it was something special like that um, and then Klinsman's second game when he uh, against Everton at home and he followed that header up with that scissor kick yeah. and I was, in, I was on holiday in Spain and, and we'd heard about it in the radio then because you just couldn't watch Spurs games then or any, any uh, British football I don't think abroad not as easy as you can now and someone said Klingsman has just scored the best goal he's ever seen in his life it might have been a little bit <laughs> hyperbole in there but I remember as a kid thinking again we've signed this amazing world class striker and he's scoring overhead kicks at White Hart Lane I mean what more do you want I think he also scored an overhead kick against Leicester in the last minute that yeah, season so. as well it was just brilliant I mean that was thinking about the great moments or great times of looking back at being a Spurs fan for me that season when Klingsman near was incredible and I remember being heartbroken and, and I never recovered actually <laughs> after, when, when he left and, and I hated him and I hated his guts the FA Cup semi-final as well that still upsets me with fucking Daniel Amakachi mm. oh, 4-1 mm. against Everton mm. fucking hell Anyway, sorry for bringing that down <laughs> really good memories positive. Um, but then he come back two seasons later and saved us from relegation single handedly pretty much he scored four goals against Wimbledon 6-2 we won scored the equaliser against Arsenal great memories about Klingsman yeah. loved him um, mine isn't a good well actually probably the, the Sheffield Wednesday one I would have said as well but for some reason whenever I think of opening day results I think of Bolton away uh, I think we got beat 2 0. We did, yeah. And Campo the slowest, the slowest 40 yards I've seen in yeah, my entire life. P-roller. Was that against Robinson, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be Robbo. Long range shots, man. It was 40 yards out, and it was. It did take about at least 20 seconds to go in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. It just sticks in my Do you remember the kit we had? Uh, is it purple? No. no, same colour. Oh, yes, yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. the kind of um, green, the lurid greenish turquoise kind of kit we had. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was the year with the chocolate kit as well. Oh, shit, yeah. Wow. I remember the kit clearly. I think it was the core of his first game, actually. I have that wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Um, well, they, they always be us. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's what I could just remember his, his big floppy hair and he as he hit it. And he was about four stone overweight. For yeah. a footballer as well. Exactly. Nothing was right about that goal. <laughs> Everything was wrong. Robinson should have saved it. It should never have taken that long to go in. The laws of physics don't allow it, but somehow it happened. And scored by a pub footballer who was once great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's my memory. Have you got one, Barney? Well, mine, um, after Windy stole my thunder with Sheffield Wednesday, um, I can't remember the, the Portsmouth game, Portsmouth away. Was yeah. that Routledge's yeah. debut? Was that the opening? It was opening game, 2 0. Yeah, it was. Yeah, away. The, the foe scored. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. away. It was 100% right. It was spot on. We, it was Didn't like, we lose 2 0? No, it was the old season. Yeah. Uh, it was the kit with the uh, white, with the, the, the cap kit with the blue arms. Yeah. 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 T's face then was like, you know that um, Kermit uh, <laughs> picture? T did that face. That's <laughs> in my business. That's I'm trying to remember. He's just waiting, he's going to bring this up but later. T's so expressive sometimes with his facial expressions. That 
You don't know if you're, you suddenly doubt yourself. You really do. <laughs> you never look, look at him when you're speaking. <laughs> is the like, really? <laughs> this podcast ever gets from a man a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Now we've got Wendy. Ten minute update, really, mate? Yeah, ten minutes. Enjoy. Oh, your last one? No, not wait, wait. The last one, the end of the season, that was 14 minutes. Now it's ten minutes. It used to be two and a half, three, Max. I got a lot of questions and I thought I'd do a service by answering them all. So it's there we go. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Soon he's going to have half time in his updates. It's going to be us. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, Windy here, back with the first youth updates of the new season, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees, Grant Ward has joined Rotherham United on loan until January. He's been pretty prolific for them in pre-season. He's scored five goals so far. There's a Rotherham fan site called itsmillerstime.co.uk, great name, and they wrote of his last performance. After a quiet first half, Ward came to life after the break and showed all his attacking prowess, with a surging run from the middle, a range of raking passes and, of course, another goal. And he doesn't seem to do tap-ins as the youngster smacked in another 20-yard effort that made more experienced Foxes keeper Mark Schwartz look a fool with its dip and swerve. He also put his foot in at the other end of the field, and barring injury between now and August the 8th, Ward looks a certain starter for when MK Dons come to New York. So good, good signs from Ward so far in what should be a productive loan for him. Our development squad recently participated in the National Under-21 tournament in France. They finished fourth overall, but the only match we lost in normal time was the third-fourth playoff, which was against Lorient. Ishmael Azawi was later named player of the tournament, and Hugo Echiog said he has some exciting eye-catching moments and he has that ability to do something special. He also praised Grant Hall and Cameron Carter-Vickers, saying Grant Hall was the ultimate professional and led by example, and Cameron Carter-Vickers was good defensively, as you'd now expect. I'm now going to run through a bunch of questions that I got on Twitter this week, and I haven't seen these yet, so apologies for any ums and ahs. Okay, so first one from at Martin said this on Twitter, the big one, given that signings seem up in the air, to what extent do we think it's possible and why is to trust the youth this season? I think it's possible. Um, We've got a really good bunch of young players in that kind of gap between the under-18s and the first team now. The problem is that a number of them haven't had loan moves, so it's difficult to gauge how they'd fit in. But judging by how pre-season's gone and how easily Winks seem to slip into the team, I don't think it's um, outrageous to suggest that they could do a job, certainly in the Europa League and the early Cups um, domestically as well. At Tommy Cordery says, Holtby, Paulinho, Capu, Stambouli gone, Townsend, Lennon not rated, no signings. This means one of your guys is going in. Who? I think he essentially means which youth player will step up. And I think going from what we've seen in pre-season, Winks and Onomar seem to be highly rated by Pochettino. I know that Pochettino also likes Carter Vickers. Um, there are others. Walker Peters is one who I think is a fantastic young player, but he's very small um, physically compared to some of the others. So he might need a loan spell in League 2 or League 1 to try and bulk up a little first before he's trusted. At Mark Lynch one, Mark underscore Lynch one, sorry, says things seem to have gone quiet on Winks going on loan. Is it likely? What type of midfielder is he? So Winks was linked with Glasgow Rangers at the start of the window, and we played them in a friendly. There was talk that he played one half at least for them in that match. Obviously, Warburton's now manager at Rangers, so there was 
there's a bit of a link there, him being a Spurs fan and being involved with the Next Gen series, uh, which we were a big part of. Winks is a box-to-box midfielder, really good at controlling tempo and moving forward as the move progresses. Uh, lovely strike on him too, scored a couple of really good goals than the 21s last year. I think, I mean, Rangers kind of make sense for him, but I wouldn't want him there for too long. My preference with all of our young players would be to use them in the early rounds of the Europa League and the League Cup and then to send them on, on loan once that's finished, maybe just before the loan window closes, I think that's the end of October. If not, then keep them around until January and send them on loan for the back end of the season. At xzander1982 says, Cameron Carter-Vickers, what previous Spurs defender is he comparable to and can he make it at top level? That's a tricky one because I don't think we've really had anyone like him. Um, I mean, he's, he's not the tallest, but he's very, very strong, really thick set, a bit like Kabul in that sense in terms of his physique. But... I mean, at his age, he is an exceptional player. If he continues progressing at that rate, he'll be an elite-level player. Obviously, so much can go wrong in that time, and it's hard to kind of judge at this point what he'll become. But I'd like to think that he'll be a Premier League player at least. At Jill Lewis 33 says, Ottawa, should we be excited? Or does the fact that he's with the development squad say it all? I think that does say something, because he's still developing as a player, but he's got undoubted talent. He was quite brilliant at times in the under-18s and he would just literally take on a whole team by himself. He's got that much ability to, to allow him to do that. He's apparently played really well in pre-season matches with the first-team squad but then was somewhat surprisingly left out of the trip to America. He played against Stevenage, which I went to, and he looked really, really good. Scored a goal, was playing well until an ex-Spurs player, Charlie Lee, absolutely scythed him down leading to him being instantly unconscious and he was substituted on a stretcher. Luckily, he was fine, but we don't know what the implications of that would be, whether he'll be um, a, a little bit timid in his, his uh, use of his tricks. We don't know what this means for him missing the Audi Cup squad, whether he'd been involved had this not happened. And that can, of course, have a knock-on effect. If he doesn't get a chance to impress in, in, that, in that tournament he then might find himself further down the pecking order. So, yes, I'd be excited, but I'd also be cautious. With all our young players, they're all great, promising young players, but there is so much that can go wrong. We've then got, I think, three questions about Velkovic. So, the Spurs brain says, can you speak about Velkovic? Highly regarded, but hasn't featured at all in pre-season, another loan. At Fatfish59 says, after his great summer at the under-20s, what now for Velkovic? Not been involved in the squad, so Europa and other cup games or PL loan. And AT underscore Spurs says, do you think Velkovic will get much game time in the first team this season? So Velkovic, as you may know from having listened to me before, is a player I rate incredibly highly. He can play at centre-back and he can play in defensive midfield. And he's, I would say, equally good in both roles. He says that he's preferred to play in, in midfield in the um, in championship. Uh, he, he, that role suits him because you don't have to be quite so physical. For Serbia in the under 20 World Cup, he played at the back, and that went well for him because it's a little you can be a little more technical at that kind of uh, elite level tournament where you're not just going to be facing battering rams of players. I get this information by the way from a fantastic interview that Jack Pitbrook of the independent dib with, dib with uh, Milos Velkovic, so that's well worth checking out. 
Now, I do occasionally get snippets of ITK, and I have been told that Velkovic is not one of Pochettino's favourites, that he's not high-intensity enough um, for Pochettino's liking, and that although he'll sign a new contract probably for two years, he'll most likely go on loan to a championship side. That's I, To me, that's disappointing, because I think he could do a job in the Premier League now, and I think he could do a job for us in the Premier League now if he were to be given a sitting role in midfield. And I said that in January as well. I, you know, I felt he could do a job. But it is what it is. If he's not suited to put it in a system, then you know we have to, I guess, put trust in the head coach. Um, 80 Spurs also says, can you see the benefits of any training ground in the youngsters coming through now as opposed to those before? Not really. It's too early to say that the training grounds had any benefit, but it's it will do. No doubt about that. Um, at Andy underscore Parco says, Windy hopes the young Aussie keeper Tom Glover was included on the US tour. Only 17 has debuted for the Socceroos. Yeah, Glover's really good. Uh, I mean, it's hard. goalkeepers I find hard to benchmark. Normally because they're they're outstanding in one area, but Glover seems to have a good all-round game. He's he's very proactive, which I like. He's happy to claim crosses. He's also very vocal, and he's progressing really nicely. Obviously, keepers break through a bit later, typically, so I wouldn't be expecting anything for him just yet. Um, we also have Luke McGee, who's a highly rated goalkeeper, who's been in the first-team squad for the various tours this pre-season. At Nicky underscore B81 says, who has the best chance in breaking into the first team out of Winks, Onoma or Ali? Well, as I think we've seen in pre-season, Ali is already considered a first team squad player. Winks or Onoma are pretty, probably a little bit further behind, but I think all of them could could play first team football this year. Um, at Party with Harty, nice at there. Uh, Windy, any updates on Musa Yahaya? Will he feature for the under-18s this season? Seems to be lots of mystery about this guy. This guy. So Yahaya, I think that's how it's pronounced, is a Nigerian uh, midfielder. He's he ha- He's tr- been training with us, with our development squad, for, I, I think, over a year now. But he's not been registered with the FA. There's international clearance problems which stop us doing so, which means he can't play for us. Um, I, all I know, or all I've been told, is that that's likely to be finalised by January. So maybe from January on, we might see his name mentioned. But I gather he's pretty skillful, but also really hardworking. And so, where Azawi, for instance, might be incredibly good in the final third, but less good at tracking back, Yahya is slightly less talented at beating a man, but will put the work in going backwards. Final question is from at Gavin C one three seven. He says, "Is Azawi the next youth star?" Uh, Azawi's very talented, but I would say he's one of many. We've got such a good young uh, team now, and I don't like. I've written a couple of articles about this. I don't like to single out one or two players too much. Uh, I think it just puts unnecessary pressure on them, and it creates a hype around them that is really unhelpful. So I would say trust in all of our young players being promising and being good enough. Um, as long as they get a chance and as long as they are treated with uh, a bit of delicacy in terms of both the coaching staff and the fans because young players do make mistakes and we have to accept that. OK, I'll stop prattling on now. Uh, you've probably heard enough of me on the podcast this week anyway. If you're interested in more of the young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of Fine Girl Podcast, going to win the league. Of course we are. What are you doing it, mate? At a fucking canter. <laughs> it won't be a problem by November. <laughs> easy, easy. It's no a... long thing. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's the first first game of the season coming up. You've got to be excited and uh, 
optimistic, surely. Man, you don't want it. They don't want it. I mean, I they, they, didn't they lose their last game against PSG? And it's impossible to be negative at the moment. And they haven't even played a game either. So it's all positive. Yeah. yeah I mean, alphabetical order doesn't really favour us, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> Schweinsteiger's knees are gone. Yeah. Schneidlin is just a shit Bentaleb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree with that. Deepai is um, George or Samaras, Mark II. Just scored a lot of goals in Holland. So did Samaras. Means nothing. So did fucking Alves. Yeah, man. So did Kesman. Van Hoydon scored about a million. Exactly. Yeah. But then. Means uh, nothing. Well. Roy Mackay, remember him? Yeah, well, he, he was actually all right. Yeah, well, yeah that's what's there, mate. William Corson. Josie, Josie Altador. <laughs> he scored a few goals. William Corson. He was good, I like Corston. Yeah. Didn't score lots of goals, though. Scored two against Man United, though. But then he, then he lost his legs. Yeah, he did lose his legs. He lost his legs. <laughs> <laughs> William Corson. <laughs> I think it was a back injury, if I remember rightly. I thought it was oh. knee. Was it a knee? Did we go to Leeds after or before? We stole him from we Leeds. Stole him. Oh, God. Yeah, That's Graham. even worse. <laughs> Graham. I think Graham. Graham, Graham yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, we're going to do them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, when we played them last season at uh, Old Trafford, I think we'd just come off the Carling Cup final, Capital mm. of those, and we played... I don't remember the, the order of it, but we had a two-week break before that game. And we were really optimistic, and then we just all fell apart in the first half hour. Well, Villani I... just had that spell of games where he was just incredible, he yeah. was unplayable, and he just took Walker apart. But it took off um, Townsend after half an hour, so... Mm. I just think it's one of those games where if we start, we've got to start either on the front four, just not do anything silly. We just got annihilated that whole game in that one, right? Yeah. I, I think after half an hour, the game just died because it was 3 0 after, after half an hour, and it just kind of. Usually does that to a game. Yeah, it just, just <laughs> killed, killed our impetus, really. So. I like to think that we didn't get mauled, so that was a positive. We <clears throat> we kept it only at 3 0. Then you get mauled against Hull. Against who? The Tigers. The Tigers. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> should apologise. Yeah, I do apologise. Very sorry about that. But, uh, I thought Barley, Barley wouldn't have apologised, but no. I do. You, you know that he's gone. Not even. I know we did this in the summer special, but. Right, Apologise for what? No, man. Being wrong. But the thing is, Van, Van Hal's got squeezing a lot of new players and. Um, he's, he's, got, he's got a big job on his hands. He's got expectation now, you know? And. Um, it's a, it's a good time to play them before they get settled. There was a lot of talk last season about Pochettino being anchored to a system. That LVG is probably that times ten. I think he's um, very particular where he puts his players, and even if they're not comfortable in their position, they'll still they'll still put them there. And you know they've still got um, Jones and Smalling as their central defenders. So. Mm. There's enough there to exploit. I mean, I think you mentioned, I think you mentioned, Barry, that we're playing with a lot more pace and yeah. we'll need that on Saturday. I think that the Man U summer transfer window feels like a bit of a throwback to me. So it feels like a really old school transfer window. They just brought in some really big name players and they seem, I think they've spent pretty well and it must be quite exciting to be a United fan at the moment. If they get Petro as well, they genuinely could challenge for the, the title, I think. Um, but like T says, they still have Smalling and Jones at centre back, yeah. and Johnny Evans. Unless they, I suppose Rocco can play there. I think he might be injured for this for this match. But they, I mean, that's obviously their weak link. And if they lose De Gea as well, then you'd question whether Romero could be a, a, a title-winning goalkeeper. But going forward, they'll be really good this year. They've got but, some excellent players. But like, so like Southampton, they're the benefit of not being in Europe last season so it'll be interesting to see how they manage the extra games with um, not a massive squad and it's um, whether or not Van Hal can keep he's, he's had fallings out I mean Van Persie left Valdez when he left was really kind of said some naughty things on Twitter has he actually gone? 
Oh, he's, he's gone, yeah? Where? Uh, it, went to it, it, he got released, didn't he? Yeah, he got released. I wow, I didn't know that. I knew that he, I heard that it happened when he got left out of the, the tour of America. Um, which is a, a, quite a bit of a strange one. I mean, it shows it, there was something wrong there, obviously. But um, he was he was a class keeper, Valdez, and, and certainly a decent number two behind De Gea. And I thought that he would just come in, uh, uh, providing they didn't buy Loris. Um, you know, well, they've, they're in. obviously going. They're going. To, fair play to them. They're going to set it out with De Gea and not get rid of him. But I think the best signing that um, Man U made was Damian. I think. Oh, Damian, I, I don't mm. fucking know. Oh. He's super. He's a superb fullback, and at 12 million, I think he'll probably end up being one of the signings of the season. He's it's so cheap for a fullback. Look, we paid 10 for Ben Davies. I think De could be. He's the one who excites me the most of all the players I've bought, and he can make a massive impact. Does no one else just think like when I see? Man United buying players I just think well that means that Arsenal are going to have yes yeah. Yeah. Always. that's yes. why I've yeah. always had a soft spot for United because they stopped Arsenal winning so much throughout yeah, the years yes, absolutely. and even though they stole Carrick and Berbatov of us I still kind of like them for that very reason right. that things could have been so much worse if it wasn't for United in the 90s it's like Diego Costa's injury today made me think that um, Chelsea are going to sign Benzema and that would just stop Arsenal from signing him yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that is I guess some might argue that that's a bit small time that maybe we should be the ones to stop Arsenal but History would say that's never going to happen. Who cares? I don't give a fuck about small cares? time, man. I hate them. Yeah, I just want them to suffer. And, and they've only signed Petr Cech, and they? they haven't signed any. That's, that's the missing piece of the jigsaw, isn't it? Fucking idiots. Really? So fucking deluded, honestly. Hey, signing a goalkeeper wins you twelve points. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, it's anyway. a fucking, yeah, don't want to talk about him. I've just checked, by the way, and Valdez is still at United. I think I don't know where we got. Maybe we read old information, but Flav was right. Valdez oh, is still there. Made it up. Yeah, we made it up. <laughs> I thought you tweeted. No, oh, okay, maybe. I was gonna, so they got three goalkeepers there. I think they got someone in, didn't they? Romero. Yeah, Romero. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Vorm? I mean, there's been a few questions after yesterday's game. I'm not seeing the, the goal just. I'm not seeing them play the whole game, but yeah, he's a both goals. goals. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I agree. Both goals. He, he hasn't really got much flack with the first goal, yeah. but Lloris would come and punch that. Yeah, as any keeper should have really. That would be the, the, the correct thing to do in that instance, and, and it isn't the first time he's made mistakes. That said, look, we ain't got a choice. Lloris broke his wrist. It doesn't look like he'd be fit, although he will be soon. No, he, he, played. he played. Came today. on the second half today. Did he? Yeah, yeah man. Saved a stinging shot, would have really tested yeah. his wrists as well. So. All right, fuck it, he's ready. Yeah, he's, he's ready, he's in. He's and Luke, Luke McGee looked good as well today. He played, yeah. um, what, 60 minutes? They're raving about him, aren't they? He did, did really well, really pleased with him. He can catch a ball. Yeah, no, he's well thought of. The only thing is, I was saying to Bardi, he's 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 19. He's still a, he's still a kid, and although he's tall, he's got the frame of a, a young man. And when you're a goalkeeper, you need presence. So I think it's going to be slowly, slowly with him, and and send him on loan, let him build himself up over a couple of years, and then then see where he stands. But because uh, I think Ian Walker was the last keeper we've had come through. Yeah. Yes. And that didn't. That wasn't that great. <laughs> so who would it be for that? Clements probably. Even no, Clements, even Clements would bought him. Really? Yeah. Did Chris Day Bobby ever Mint. play? Bobby Mint is Everton. Oh fuck! Like, you know everything, didn't you? We saw him Barton when he was really young as well. That's from Barton. Yeah. Pat Jennings, mate. Pat Jennings was the last one we produced. We bought him as well. Play from Watford. <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> we we basically stop. never produced a goalkeeper. Apart of of any Walker. merit. Apart from me and Walker. But so, I mean, yeah. It's hard to produce good goalkeepers. Yeah, it's right. they're fucking everywhere. Every team has one. <laughs> but elite goalkeepers are just. Yeah, not very easy few, to... yeah. 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 I can't, I can't, it's kind of hard to think of a team who's had any. Maybe Birmingham. 
don't know. Birmingham, like, Birmingham, maybe. But they loaned, they loaned all the English guys from Butland. Another team. Butland. Butland, Foster. Was Foster from... Foster came from Watford to Man U. Watford to Man U, yeah. That's great. It's amazing. If you're still listening, well done. I think the most interesting part of the I'm sitting here just thinking of goalkeepers that made it as professionals. So I'm just listening to goalkeepers that have made it as professionals, even though every club has two. David James. David James. You're literally just saying goalkeepers' names. Steve Grizovic. Oh, man, what a legend. Look at the England team and look at the quality of the goalkeepers since there hasn't been a decent English goalkeeper in between um, Joe Hart Hart, Joe Hart's big one he's a good keeper Joe Hart Seaman and then what Peter Shilton in the last 40 years I think the back pass rule kind of killed our goalkeeper yes (laughs) to be honest and to build the Spanish because the Spanish are very good at their feet from back to front and over here since the back pass rule came in Liverpool died and the goalkeepers over here died we used to have have shitloads man we had like Chris Wood David Seaman Peter Shilton yeah, Martin they, Hodge and Elizabeth. they were all quite portly weren't they yeah, they yeah, weren't much Kevin Pressman was a proper fat bastard yeah, yeah, yeah. who was the one that was a big one to play for Derby Bur- was it Burridge John Burridge John Burridge, John Burridge. Yeah. John Burridge. Yeah. He, was, he was big towards the end of his career yeah. Yeah. Southall was a lump oh and, Jesus he, he was a Andy Gorham Andy Gorham was proper fat there was I think there was one for Presswell was it Pressman Sheffield Wednesday and who was the one at Man City was it Carlo Nash he was proper fat as well I just love Tony Coton Tony's a bit of a hard bastard as well yeah Play for Watford, I remember him, yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, he was at Man City as well. Yeah, he was, I think. <laughs> how, how, how have we not said Paul Robinson? He was really fat. So slow to get down to anything. Yeah. Yeah. But loved him. Loved him to bits. My yeah. favourite leading, leading chance. 2005, 2006, when he went to the World Cup um, with England, he was great that season. And then at the World Cup, he was a bit soft. He wore these really stupid big black gloves and I don't think they didn't suit him and he never recovered from that. <laughs> Wasn't he, um... <laughs> I've been a bit obsessed with keepers and what they wear, and those you gloves... were a keeper, weren't you? Yeah, in my younger days, and I just those gloves didn't work, and he was never the same. He after was that. also a goalkeeper, but only dived to his right. Yeah, <laughs> but Zoolander, <laughs> goalkeeper Zoolander, maybe better. So, I was really so, good at so angles. If you was, if you was a, a striker was approaching you, what would you do? Run, run round the ball. <laughs> I'll curve my run. <laughs> I got away with it for over twenty years. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Zenga, he was a he was a fat guy. Really. Fuck Zenga. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the Gary Neville? He wasn't fat either. Though. Do, oh, do right. you remember the Gary Neville bat pass that that Robinson missed? What year was that? That was two. That was after. That was two thousand seven. Okay. I think so. I'm that was his last England game. to confuse T, all you got to do is say something proper deadpan, and he's like, "All right, say <laughs> it with taking right for it." That's how he learns all these facts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how do you think we're going to line up? Um, given what we've seen in pre-season and against the team like United Pochettino hasn't did he really change his system much he seems to have one way of playing and, and that's the system he believes in which in, on one, one level you think oh, that's good because he believes in what he's doing and you know he's sure that the player's not what they're doing as well the player's not what they're doing but also you know, being able to adapt change formation if necessary play differently against you know super attacking teams or teams that are going to come out and be expressive have the players that, that cause anyone problems Man United seem to have the players that would cause anyone problems certainly their forward lines now is, is incredible I can't see anything else than having sitting back uh, and playing fast counter-attacking football which he he can do Pochettino and we, we did turn defence into attack very quickly last year on a number of occasions so 
if we can adopt that, soak it up, and break, that might be a, it's an obvious way to play against them, but what do you reckon? Well, I think Toby would be the only new signing that will play. I'm not going to say a surname because I can't say it. But I remember um, last last season, there'd be certain players you see in the, see in the team lineup, and then your heart would just sink. And they've all gone now, so yeah. it's kind of cool. You, know, you see, you see Kirikesh and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. See Paulinho in there. <laughs> so, and then now, now you're like, well, there's no one. This does cause a problem, though. Who is going to be the, the next boo boy? Somebody. Ben Davis. Ben Davis or Andrews Townsend. They're the, they're the oh, yeah, two. Yeah, Walker Townsend. has potential to be uh, <gasps> the big yeah. boy as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're saying there isn't any, but by the end of the season, they'll be a few. By the end of the month, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether we win or lose Tottenham the players and the manager they're not going to fucking start losing their shit but I would just like us as like human beings just to not start fucking headbutting walls and freaking the fuck out if we lose just get off Twitter true then all of that disappears genuinely it's, 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 outside. it's an absolute hell mouth for, for, <laughs> for just opinion for anything, I mean, for anything, much actually. like this podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell, the hell, the hell, the podcast. Um, fat goalkeepers, <laughs> new pod title, hell fat keeper, hell <laughs> yeah, 100%. Kevin Pressman's hell now. That's Kevin, that was the someone I was thinking of as well. Kevin, yeah, Pressman, Kevin Pressman. Paddy Kenny. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Good shout. Yes. And fucking Neil Warnock loved him. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he definitely had, the, had some dirt on, uh, on Warnock. Oh, definitely. Paddy Kenny. Definitely. Alleged Coke habit. Is that right? Oh, I should, probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know. Coca Cola. Yeah. Yeah. So, the predictions? Um, 5-0 Spurs Manchester United 2 Tottenham Hotspur 3 2 What? Oh yeah They equalise late We equalise late I think Harry Kane Um, But yeah like no, There's no result That would particularly surprise me But it's, it's an exciting game Because anything can happen in this Man you have got so many new players We're like you say Quite stable Probably only Alderweireld will be The only new player to start We might have to play Dyer in midfield Possibly Or maybe he'll play Ali in midfield After his performances Why wouldn't he just start with Mason. Mason's only just back from injury and played his I think he played 20 minutes today so oh, probably isn't up to speed I would explain it <laughs> he I could th- play Dembele though I think it's going to be high scoring it's going to be like attack and midfield and then there's going to be no defenders it's going to be like maybe Vertonghen kind of stomping around it's going to be free free Spurs last minute equaliser uh, does anyone worry about second season syndrome for Kane no no no. he's too he's too bright <coughs> he's he's too intelligent a player. As a I mean, he he would get, yeah as a, yeah. Uh, he, the, the thing is, Harry, he, Harry Kane listens to his podcast, so uh, apologies, Harry Kane. He's lovely. He's 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 a lovely man. Yeah, he um, there's he's going to have to get used to having closer attention from from players. He'll get doubled up on, but he's good enough to deal with that, and it'll open up space for others. So yeah, we'll be fine. I think Chadley's going to have a 
a, a barnstormer. Do you? Because yeah, really... I, I, I feel the opposite way. Oh, right. I feel like he's going to really struggle to maintain the standards he set. I think he's going to fucking blow everyone out the water. I think he's, he's <laughs> out of the water. He's going <laughs> to fucking. After what you did, he's going to be like the U-boat. He's just going to fucking destroy everybody. See how quick he was today. Yeah. I mean, he was only running up against Paletta, but he was quick. He looked sharp. Yeah, he's going to fucking destroy it. He's, he's going to be the, the Premier League's most valuable player. <laughs> That's not a thing. We're going to be singing this song. Believe me, it will be, crazy. The NASA Chadley Trophy. Yeah. Well, that's what they'll name it. The, the What's the song? The trophy will be a dolphin balancing a beach ball in its nose. Yeah. <laughs> but they need like a cockle, isn't it? How does the song go, Flo? Oh, NASA, NASA Chadley. Oh, NASA, NASA Chadley. Do you reckon this is the first time in history that a player's given a song on his words? That was for a football manager. Most people would know about this, but it's a football manager advert. And it, they nailed it. It was because so, usually these things they get footballers to endorse them, but they're yeah. just shit. Yeah. You know, like that Arsenal song where they had Jenkins and and, and Shelney and the other someone some other dickhead and doing this song for it was for got Nissan Micro or something like that. So some some shit car. And it was wank. It was just terrible because footballers are not actors and they're just rubbish. But Chadley, I mean, he's good looking. He's sexy. He's smooth. He's a great footballer. He's fucking he's, tons he's, of birds and he can act. And he's going full Zlatan now. He's got the top knot. He's making up his own songs. He's becoming his own superstar. Yeah. He's going to have a book out. He's going to score 20 goals this season. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> he will. He, Look score. at how he's progressing. Look at how he's stepped up. And even pre-season, I know you gave away a penalty and stuff, but that's just, you know, idiot for that. He's, yeah. getting, he's getting it out of his system now. He'll score um, at Old Trafford on, on Saturday and do the Eric Cantona celebration, arms out, just turning around <laughs> in the centre circle. <laughs> Brilliant! I, I love him. I love him, and even though he's a, a, a being realistic for a second, he is the best player I've ever seen. Now, <laughs> 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 being realistic, <laughs> being realistic for, for a second, he's he's um. I've forgotten my point. He's average. He's very frustrating. Uh, and he's frustrating at times, <clears throat> but I love him to bits. It's just his charisma and he, he just, I think he loved being at Spurs and he, he was so unsuspecting. Out of the seven players we bought, yeah. probably bar Ericsson, he was our most improved and, and um, important signing and he deserves to be in the starting 11. Yeah. I think if he doesn't start on Saturday, some people will be surprised. I'd be surprised if he doesn't start. He'll start. I'm not sure he'll start, to be honest. I, th- I, I think there's a chance he'll play Ericsson on the left. I suppose the thing that means he probably will start is that Lamella isn't really up to speed yet. If Lamella... <laughs> <laughs> When's he going to be up to speed? <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> What do you mean, Wendy, by that? He's not, he's not match fit. Like, you know. Even by his low standards, he's not match fit. But <laughs> Ericsson could have played on the left. But yeah, you're probably right. Chadley will play left side, Ericsson centre. You think Dembele, Dembele right? I wouldn't mind seeing Dembele as a right winger or right sided forward midfielder, whatever the fuck they're called now. Inside forward on the right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing him over there. I think he could do a job. Wendy, stop. Kind of the, the bottom lip comes out and the head starts nodding and I'm thinking, and what, you know Wendy's there? That's fucking bollocks. You know <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Go on, why shouldn't he play there? I, d- I don't have a problem with Dembele there from a defensive viewpoint, tucking in, because he does 
in a, in a Sherwood parlance, he thickens up the midfield. But he, in that game against the All Stars, where Walker was constantly making those runs beyond him, and Dembele ignored him time after time after time, I was thinking if I was Walker, I'd be furious coming <laughs> off the pitch after that, just being ignored every single time. I'm like, it's frustrating. I get out all the time, running my ass off. No one can't fucking pick me out ever. <laughs> I'm not having him again. <laughs> I was thinking about Lamella because you know we all have to be patient about Lamella. When do we when do we run out of patience? Because what are we going to do? Give him ten years that he's he's on he's getting better. This, he's getting is, better. Not, this is his last season. Yeah, without doubt. Well, Lamella. Yeah, we're writing him off. This I mean, no, no, no. If, no, no, if, no, if he doesn't produce. perform, it's his last. You'll have to do he'll have to do amazing things the last few under season for me. I yeah. think he, he fi- it feels like he's really close to being good. <laughs> really, really, really close to being a good player. Just not, not very Not much. quite. Not, not, not quite. It's like, it's like, you know, when you blindfold a kid and you make him hit the piñata. He's getting nearer to it, yeah. but he's still not hitting it. That's, 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 that's the middle of the season. And that's true, and in the end, they do just take the, the blindfold off the piñata. Yeah, yes. that's what Pochettino needs to do. Take the blindfold off. Make your player's eyes open. And maybe take the stick off him as well, because I'm a little yeah. bit worried that others are going to get hurt. Yeah. But what's been quite interesting with Lamella, he's been quite naughty this, um, this pre-season. He's been kicking people up in the air, and he's been getting in fights and stuff he's he's got he's got everything apart from footballing skills yeah but he ha- we, he has got ability we, we've seen it we've seen glimpses of it yeah. it's just inconsistent I'm starting to lose faith you of all people I know faith, it takes right? a lot for me to lose faith but I'm starting to lose it I think Soldado is Fiorentina for me yeah I, I, I can see Lamella having that kind of moment yeah I reckon I'll just lose it Lamella, Lamella <laughs> if Lamella doesn't go into uh, doesn't make it as a professional footballer he could he could carve a career out in lesbian porn. <laughs> I reckon he should hook up with Bruno. Like extras and ex Machina, stuff like that. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, Bruno. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they can work together. They'd be like BFFs. Yeah, they look, he looks a bit like Bruno. That's a bit yeah. Okay, um, so we've done Man United and lots of other stuff. Uh, a question from Ed underscore Patchett from Twitter. He says, helicopter hands or speedboat feet? (laughs) It's such a simple question, but it's just brilliant. It is brilliant, because it's basically, would you like to be able to go really fast or be able to fly? Yeah, but would would you you be able to go really fast on water or be able to fly? That's very limiting. Yeah, let's just imagine, let's say race car feet instead of... Well, I saw this question, I thought Flav was immediately going to say helicopter hands because he already thinks he can walk on water oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah alright that's all he's like the ghost ride like Drake and Mick Mill you're right there's lyrics for us I'd, I'd take oh yeah I'd take the helicopter hands then <laughs> I'd take the helicopter too helicopter hands buy a ticket traffic. to the Emirates and just get my hands wound up and walk into the home section you are a dark dark bastard <laughs> you know that was, like you just I, I'd need some kind of visor I think over my face <laughs> well, <can> I, <laughs> so you're worried about your eyes with windscreen wipers <laughs> as I go honestly you was would, it the stuff that comes out of Wendy's mouth you would not believe you just as this nicest pie persona on Twitter and when you meet him and you think what a nice man He's fucking dark. That is bad. What film was yeah. it? Was it Indiana Jones when he, when he backs into the propellers? Yeah. 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 So you'd be, you'd be doing that, but intentionally. Time and time and just again. just laughing like a maniac. <laughs> Desperately hunting out Alan Davies. <laughs> Kids and women. Piers <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> That's a big, giant neutral out of nowhere. I would li- a little bit... If I had like, helicopter hands, I'd be a little bit worried about 
That's the baiting. That's what I was going to say. How are you going to hold your We're all thinking about the benefits of these things, but speedboat or race car feet, you can pretty much get away with that. You just say they're fancy slippers. You can't <laughs> play football or... Yeah, but I don't mind... You know, if you had to have one or the other, I can't you'd, play football. You'd play football, football like Aaron Lennon, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? <clears throat> Run really fast but can't kick it. Yeah, great off the ball, but shit, wouldn't it? What are you going for? Also, did also you also hands. Helicopter hands. Well, I don't know. Would it be your fingers that are the blades, or would it be your hands spin around? I imagine stumps with helicopters coming out the stumps. No, I use my hands too much. I'm going to go feet, speedboat feet. Knowing you as I know you, I worry about what's going on. Pottery. <laughs> going to pottery. What well, you reading that ghost every night? <laughs> <laughs> I've just got images of clay all over his. <laughs> no, no, no. There's only one thing that's on there. Let <laughs> me know what that. it is. Blood. Make him. Clay sex dolls. You know. Wooga. Imagine like I can imagine you just lying down in, in, in a single bed, in a single bed, and his girlfriend knocks on the door. Don't come in! Don't come in! I'm making buttery. All my face hurts. And to get the buttery spinning, he's just grinding slowly. <laughs> <laughs> that would make so much better with video. Flat is trying to make it as. Don't come in! Don't come in! Not yet, Mum! That's like the ultimate da- danger wank included to, to add play. You know about a danger wank? Yeah. Everyone knows? Yeah. Alright, for the listeners, not everyone will know is that when you. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're having a wank. In the bedroom upstairs, obviously a teenager, and you have to you shout for your mum, so mum, mum, and you have to come before she. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was just that. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah, you have to you have to come and clean up before your mum gets to the bedroom. <laughs> the danger wank. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, if you add play to that, you're really fucking just hardcore. Right. Should we just take the opportunity to say hi to Bardi's boss? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Barney, I'm so sorry, but we're not editing that out. Well, don't mind, it's all right. He told me whatever happens um, on the pod, as long as it's out of work, it doesn't matter. Right. That's okay. Well, uh, we're, we're definitely testing that. I though. hope he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that's great. Uh, he can leave what? some pots on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> You've said something. Oh, shit. Oh, please, just without saying anything, just take in a, a little clay pot tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, boss. Brilliant. Uh, okay, we've got a question from Dan Ar- Arlington on Reddit. We're going to try and include a lot more from Reddit because. Um, they're really kind about the Vikings. It's a really, them. really good Spurs community, by the way, if you've not yeah. seen the um, yeah. the Coy's community on Reddit. Excellent. What's the URL? Reddit. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Coy's. That's Coy's for... Come on, you Spurs. It's like silk on this podcast. Uh, yeah, Dan Arlington. And he asks, a lot of noise, is, a lot, a lot of noise in the off-season has been about growing our international fan base and presence across the seas. <coughs> our biggest overseas support is in Australia. Is that right? Apparently so. <coughs> <It's been the laughs> okay. We've tied up deals with the NFL and the new stadium if that ever hap- if that ever happens. We've got ambassadors on the ground in the States and toured there again. 
do you or the fans really care about this side of the business <coughs> growing support internationally or is it just a distraction? Um, use our words carefully. When do you start? <laughs> it's hard because it's when 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 you're in White Hart Lane on match day, the pre-season tours and the end of season tours and the branding don't impact you at all. It's irrelevant. It's not something that's in the forefront of your mind. It's not even in the back of your mind. The second I see any NFL branding in this new stadium, that will upset me. Mm. I, that's not what I want to see at a Spurs match. Yeah, I don't think there is going to be any, really. No, then they've been... Apparently, they've. That, that's part of the agreement that it would be very separate, mm. and that's fine. Um, They're probably going to rotate an advert, so... I mean, I, I'm not stupid enough... <clears throat> I, I realise that this is kind of something we have to do because we don't have um, a millionaire owner that can just plough money in. Well, we do, but he doesn't plough money in. Um, so we do have to do these extra little things like the, the branding and the merchandising and, and the, the focusing on, on different countries on Twitter. Uh, we've got all these new Spurs underscore ES accounts, that kind of thing. That's fine. It's, it's just part of the modern game, but it's, it's not something that I'm enamoured with, essentially. Well, I've got a passing interest in um, in basketball and in the NBA, and what what, what appeals to me about it is the oh. Americanness of it. And um, I wouldn't want them diluting that to try and reach out to me as a fan. So I would rather have um, what Art Lane and what's in and around and the fans in what Art Lane promoted than just um, a watered down version. In, in other countries but it's a necessary evil all the big clubs do it I mean I think um, Man City were in America for ages um, it's just it's part of the territory but if I'm, if I'm going to be honest I'm not overly enamoured of it either but it's just what it is we we got to remember the Spurs are, are bigger than just a community now football's moved oh, yeah. a long way from just being a community club where people who live in the local area go to watch the games so it's going to we're not happy with it I'm not happy with it but I think this season maybe we've gone about it the right way we haven't spent our whole time in America we got Malaysia and Australia out of the way at the end of the season but it didn't really matter and then the players went on holiday then we had our pre-season and now we've done America and the Audi Cup as long as we can keep that and as long as we're not doing three different continents in five weeks I'm not too bothered about it the American fans they're just as passionate they deserve they deserve an avenue, and if that's what suits their tastes, then it happens. Burger King, McDonald's is tailored according to the country, and unfortunately, Tottenham now, we're in so many different countries that the way we're marketed in each country is going to be tailored it's not just Tottenham, to the taste of that. It's, all, it's, all, it's any club in the top eight. Really. Whether they've got yeah. billionaire or owners, whether they've got shakes or whoever, they everybody is having to do it. Chelsea, PSG, Real, they're all doing it. And everyone's saying, we have to do it, and that's that's the problem, is that we have to do it. Like I, I get that people are going to be interested in Tottenham. It's a magnificent football club, and if I was watching a, a sport abroad, I'd like to follow a certain team because it makes it all a bit more interesting. And I can see why Tottenham is an attractive club in that because we're always on the blink brink of... Oh, sorry, I'm just on the outside. It's no, no fun supporting the best team, is it? Um, I've kind of used to feel quite passionately about the globalisation of the game, and i kind of just reached a point where it, it's the machine is so big. The beast is so big. It's, it is not going to be stopped. This is the way football is now. It isn't about the community anymore. It literally, I mean, you know, you might argue that the stadium being built is a, is a big community project, but don't. That's bollocks. It's about having a bigger stadium so that we can get more money in through the gates. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just think it's just a part of it. Either accept it or leave the sport because 
you know, I can't walk away from Tottenham. I don't, I don't like what's happening, but I understand it. And you say it doesn't really affect the match day experience, but if tons of money coming in from abroad in order to pay these players, then it does in fact impact the match day experience. I don't think it is at that point though. Where it, if we didn't do all this, would it really impact the first team? Probably not at the moment. Maybe. That's that's my that's where I stand, and I can see why they're doing it now for the future. Like they're they're building the brand now because it would hopefully make a difference in the future in their eyes. Uh, but at the moment, I don't think. If it has you saw that all the other teams doing it, like Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, whoever doing it, and Spurs weren't, and we were still playing Stevenage and uh, and what, which I would love. Do you know what I mean? Spurs at Stevenage mm. pre-season mm. is historically brilliant and great, great for the local clubs as well. You know, yeah, it's a big money earner for them. In this, uh, it was very, you know. Every club had their team that they would go and play. Ours would be Stevenage, sometimes Leighton Orient. Arsenal would play Barnet, and there was something decent in that. But it's just fucked off now because it's not important. It doesn't bring any money in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, well, as I say, Liverpool famously got left behind in the in nice and capitalising on their brand. And in the meantime, uh, Man U took them over, and then latterly Arsenal and Chelsea and Man City taking them over. Now Liverpool are grasping in their own. They're going to Australia and Thailand where they've got lots of fans. Mm. So that could probably be an example of, of a team being left behind. But what appeals to me about being Tottenham in London, I was born in London, born north of the river. That's what Tottenham means to me. Tottenham will never mean to me, oh my God, we're big in America or whatever. I don't give a fuck about that because you know, I'm proud of being a Londoner and Tottenham. Being in London is a part of that mm. for me. If yeah, you, yeah. If you think Spurs have lost their values, then you keep your core values as a fan. You keep doing what you think is right. That's, that's all we have. And um, the other thing about playing Stevenage is, I, I completely see your point. But Odua is in hospital. Now, can you imagine if we'd been playing Stevenage as some fucking idiot who's on £500 a week professional football or whatever goes through the back of Harry Kane and he's in prison. Uh, prison. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. Damn right, but Kane ends up in hospital with a concussion. At least one of the things, if you're playing Real Madrid and Milan, they're not going to like yeah, fucking chop that. you into the air. That's a decent point. You, you're not playing against butchers who are just up to, up, up, out to kick you. Yeah, you know? but come on, man. That, how rare, that's quite rare. Well, Windy saw it and it was a, it was, it was a bad tackle. It wasn't it was an accident. It was a bad tackle. It was a bad so, tackle. Pre-season as well. Yeah, that was the yeah, and it was an ex-Spurs player as well, which is the slightly upsetting. Charlie Lee, who was a, a youth player, um, must have been ten years ago now, near enough. Just sigh, went straight through Ottawa, who was instantly unconscious. Which what's not knocked him out? Knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. landed really heavily. Oh, he landed. But the, the, the stretcher came out. The leg break. The braces came out, which we thought was for his legs, but actually was to keep his head. In oh the same position, God. it was scary to me. I apologise. I did that old, old uh, sort of, uh, sort of that start of the part of the game. He's not like that. Not Jay, he's not well, a nice lad. The, the saddest thing about it was that Stevenage's new manager is Teddy Sheringham. So I was hoping that he he changed their style because they had a bit of a reputation as being a physical team last year. But I was thinking Sheringham might actually get them playing football. But they set out from the first minute, as you say, Barley, that it was yeah, they were a bit dangerous with their, their physicality and there is a danger of getting hurt in those games, but you know, you could get hurt in any football match. Um Yeah. Fuck what I was gonna say. Uh, what yeah, what what I'm always surprised about, and, and it isn't a criticism at all, um, but there was there was this banner, I think it, there was a, I can't remember what, what, what team in the US. I've sent you like, the picture. It's real yeah. Salt Lake, one of them. San Jose. San Jose, yeah. yeah. And they um, they had this sign saying uh, just criticising Glory Hunters yeah. and saying they're local local fans. And I just wondered what and maybe people could tweet, tweet us to, to let us know American fans 
what, how they felt about that. They're basically saying, you know, I think they could, whatever it was, San Jose earthquake, earthquake ultras, local, you know, non-glory sorters, locals, fans only type thing. And if it was me in, and I was in America, I understand the lore of the Premier League and it's so exciting to watch and all that shit, but is there no urge to go to your local team and, and, and watch football in, in the flesh and get involved in build traditions at a football club and it may be that they do do that and that they, they also follow Spurs as well because plenty of people have overseas teams as well I was just curious about what anyone who listening who wants to email us in and let us know and we, we'll read them out in decent emails we'll read them out on next week on the pod or even publish oh, write something yeah, yeah, yeah. write something because yeah. <laughs> I'm curious because that resonated with me and I've been impressed with the support, uh, American support but for their own team. So they've adopted that European ultra thing, which some people says cheesy, but I think it's great. I, I, like, I love a bit of colour and atmosphere at a game. And, and there seems to be that culture in America for football. So, um, soccer, sorry, if you're in America. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, if, yeah, let us know. That'd be interesting. Anything else, lads? No. Um, if you're offended by anything I've said, I'm not sorry, but... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimately, what I've said about this is, is how I feel. It's not meant as any slight to you know other countries. It's just I've I've lived in London all my life, and you know supporting Tottenham is part of that for me. So Tottenham, brand as a brand internationally, is not something I'm interested in. It's not something I'm particularly bothered about. Mm. And you could understand why people enjoy that and enjoy us going to Malaysia if you live there or Australia. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> and us living here, it doesn't impact us, and just not. It's just a necessary, it's a necessary evil of, of the modern game. I think most people are just worried about if it impacts our, our preparation for the next season. If it does, then that's a problem, isn't it? But we're not the only club who's gone abroad. Yeah, so. that's true. It's just something. It's, it's, it's not like the only team in the whole Premier League has gone to America. You just have to manage, really. Yeah. But I get why people enjoy it. No. Okay, that's it. Remember to uh, order the fanzine if you haven't got one already. Uh, we're running out. And again, apologies to anyone who hasn't received this yet. It will be with you very soon. Um, we're going to have some new T-shirts coming soon. Um, we haven't designed new T-shirts in about three years. I think we still got a Benny, Benny Asuakoto one there. <laughs> Sandro one too. Sandro one, they still got on there. Boswana one there. Boswana, me commission, yeah, yeah, remember them. Um, yeah, so we're going to design some new ones, got some good ideas. And um, again, everything... Ooh. All money raised just goes into paying for the podcast and stuff. Just going to say, um, Fanzine 2 was actually sold out, but there's a digital version available of that on the website, which is a fancorp.co.uk forward slash shop. Yep. And you can get the rest of them um, physical versions. Well, actually, Fanzine 1 sold out as well, but that uh, will that be digital. Yeah, it will be. It's just not up yet. Um, and there's a few left of Fanzine 3, uh, the Gasco in front. Um, yeah, so that'll be good. Um, the free app also. On iOS and Android. Uh, oh yeah, of course it is on Android. Anything else? Anything else to add? That's it. Good pod. Good, I, I fun. good to see you. Back. Yeah, nice to be back. And we've got some good le- guests lined up this season as well. So yeah, yeah we've got some good hot guests. Hot guests. Hot guests. Should we announce them now? No. No, let's keep them waiting. Yeah, that's a big surprise. Go on. Right, I'm not going to say one. <laughs> All right, next week we've got Nassie Shadley coming on. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be on our pod. Could you imagine? It would just be just like a sea of cum. <laughs> and he'd be fucking diving through it like a little dolphin. <laughs> Can you imagine if you couldn't swim after all this? <laughs> take him take take to your swimming classes. <laughs> Put it together, man. Match his spare shorts. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're off down the pub and Bardi is off to make some clay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
make some clay. Body. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.